Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey in the producer chair, Zach Ruley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs, hosting. And the U.S. Open is already here. Seems like we just wrapped up uh, the PGA in here, here in Tulsa, but we are back with another major championship preview. Uh, it is Wednesday night, so we're going to make this quick, uh, knowing that the uh, event is tomorrow. So we'll dive into some, some picks, uh, look a little bit at the course, the field, uh, what to watch out for, what we're excited about. Uh, Zach, uh, you fired up for this week? Yeah, the U.S. Open is always, to me, like the – I think that and the Open, honestly, are the two coolest just because – I mean, anybody like any of us three could qualify and play in it. Obviously, yeah. it'd be a little harder for us to do that, but it, I mean, it's the nation's national championship. It's, it's the oldest one besides the Open. Like, it's, it's cool, and Brookline looks like an awesome, it looks awesome so venue. Cool. So it looks looks awesome. like it's gonna be a really stern test. Yeah, what would your power rankings be of, of major championships? I think PGA, like, and I love the PGA, but I think it's kind of clearly the, the four spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I'd probably go. Um, taking bias out of it. Otherwise, PGA would be number one. Uh, I'd say U.S. Open, Masters, British Open, PGA. I think the U.S. Open is so cool. Like, I mean, it, it's it's badass. Like, it, I just like the idea that any Joe Schmo could win. And somebody has here. Francis, we met the first amateur to ever win the U.S. Open. If you don't know who that is or what that is, you need to go watch the greatest game ever played. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. Um Basically, long story short, Francis we met was an amateur. He is from Brookline, Massachusetts, won the U.S. Open there in 1913, I think it is. Yeah. He beat like Harry Varden and another uh, Ted Ray. Was I watched it last night. And Ted Ray, two um, really good English players that were brought overseas to try and capture the U.S. Open. But he basically grew up across the street, and that's real. Like the club owns his house. Like the country club owns his house. Um but just really cool. Like he never went pro or anything. He just stayed as an amateur his entire life, but he won. So it, it is pretty cool. Yeah. And he was, I think he was like 20 years old when he won. Yeah. The he wasn't very old. The club is, I believe one of the five founding USGA member clubs. Um, I think the course was built in like, or was established in like 18, 1882. They've had so th- cool. three US opens. Uh, six U.S. Ams, a Ryder Cup. Um, I feel like there's been like it's not the same course that it was, you know, in 1913 or whatever. My understanding is that there's so they have their the the main 18 that the members play is the uh, Clyde like and Squirrel, Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, Clyde and Squirrel, and then they That's also sick. have the Primrose, and I guess it's a com- combination of all three nines. Yeah, it's like a composite 18 holes. Like so, like one of the greens, I can't remember. Um, Maybe like 11 or something is a par three that hasn't been played in over one. Nobody plays. Just like really cool, unique setup. I, what I was listening to and reading, that is going to make for some interesting, like atmosphere wise. Like I think on, because like it's right off of a green, there's not going to be like a ton of fans. Like when you're going to hit your shot on Sunday on 18, there's not just going to be a mob of people behind you on the tee just kind of like it might look a little weird on camera but i think aesthetically the course is gonna look awesome yeah if people thought the the tee boxes were a little funky at southern hills on some holes get used to that if you i mean the more like the further along we get the more we play like or the pros play these old traditional courses 
uh, for majors. Like you're just, we're just going to have to get used to that. That's going to be part of it. I mean, they got to make it, you know, they got to lengthen it. And these old, old timey courses aren't, weren't originally built for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you, you'll see the, see the course watching this week, but I mean, if you just, I've been watching golf channel. I mean, and it's, it is awesome. The course is really, it looks unique. like a beast. Yeah. It looks tough. It kind of reminds me a little bit, just the way it sets up like a way better version of the Canadian of St. George's in Canada last week. Yeah. It's, kind it's of. squeezed in. You have a lot of blind shots, these mounds that, you know, surround the greens and block you from seeing, it feels like claustrophobic almost. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, it's probably the case for all majors. But like Jack Nicholas used to say he could walk into a room and, like, know who he was going to have to actually play. Kepka said it before too. Like, you can just – he can – like, Nicholas used to be able to walk in and say, that guy's uncomfortable and, like, immediately rule him out. And he knows he doesn't have to actually beat that guy. Like, Brooks has said the same thing. I think this course is going to make a lot of people uncomfortable all week. Like the blind tee shots, the the rough is kind of like graduated. Like it's not just fairway, fringe, and then tall shit. It just gradually gets higher and higher until you're in like that native sort of grass. Yeah, you know, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it's it's nasty. I've seen some pictures. Like there's some runoff in fairways. I think it was number nine. Did you see that? I number nine, that. sick. I'm excited yeah. for number nine as a whole. That like. Cause they're going to have to the number nine. It's got that. It has a huge mound. Basically I think 18 at Southern Hills. If you remember that, except it's right in the middle of the fairway. And like, so you either have to make the decision to lay back short, or if you fly it, the fairway pinches because the pond comes back into play, but they've been, you know, you get the U S open where everybody drops a ball in the rough for a video on Twitter, gotten some of those, but we also got somebody dropping a ball, just like straight down, Middle on that hill on number yeah middle middle like a perfect drive on number nine it rolled all the way into the water so like nine will be a pretty funky hole then you have like rock facings on some of the holes too it's it's a really cool golf course the par fives look like beasts too like i don't think either i don't there's not gonna be many eagles out there this week what's the longest par five i'm sure like 650 700 yards let's see i'll tell you um i know one of them one of them was only like 560 but it was a weird like one of the you know the rock facing deals up uphill par five. Yeah. So I don't think it'll play uh part. I don't know if it'll be really gettable in two, but the the longest one is um so number number six is five sixty four. That's the uphill one, I think. And it's and then number nine is six fifteen. Wait, no, that's there's only there's only two par fives. So something's it's par seventy, right? Yeah. This is showing. So number eight's five. a par five. Number eight's a par five. Five fifty-seven. It's designed as the first three-shot hole. It will be reach. Okay, that one's gonna be reachable. Oh my gosh! I'm somehow uh, looking. Six, at, I'm somehow looking at the Tory Pines scorecard right now. I'm not. Okay, really that makes more it. sense. <laughs> so number number fourteen is a par five. That's six nineteen. So that's the furthest one. Yeah. Okay. Just a casual six hundred nineteen yards. Yeah. And so what, for the people who didn't like the long par threes um, at Southern Hills, I do have some bad news for you. Um, all these are pretty girthy par threes, except there is one shorter one. It was the hole I was referring to. Number 11, 131 yards. Also, I think the the conditions should be pretty – sounds like it's going to be kind of windy this week. I mean, I don't think like Southern Hills windy, but um, – I was just up not far from there this the last few days in Vermont. And it was, if the weather's like it 
I've heard the weather's been nice in Boston too. And if it was like it was in Vermont, it's going to be perfect because it was like yeah, it looks like partly 70s. cloudy, about seventy all yeah. Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. little bit of wind. I think I think Friday we might get a little bit of rain, uh, but I don't. I think it's gonna. I mean, it's a U.S. Open. They're gonna. I mean, that's the thing about U.S. Opens. That's what's hard when you know making picks at, at majors. You can't really, especially at the U.S. Open, it's not really as much the the course architecture. It's more of what the U.S. Open decides they want to do with it. I mean, you're always going to have the narrow fairways, and now at Brookline, the, these greens are tiny. The, these are the smallest, smallest greens uh, on the major rotation, except for Pebble. But I think they're a lot more undulated than Pebble. So, I mean, if you miss these fairways. Uh, I mean, the greens are surrounded by rough and bunkers, so you can't. It's not like you're at Augusta at Southern Hills where you might be able to run something up there. Like you're pretty screwed, I think, if you if you're missing fairways this week. I think yeah, there's going to be a real premium on that. Yeah, and I was listening to Gil Hunt. Gil Hunts, what a year for Gil Hunts. Two yeah, redos. He, he redid Southern Hills and then he redid the Country Club. So like, guys, kind of on a roll with the renovation stuff. So, but he's really changed much. The way I understand it is like they made it a little longer, but for the tournament specifically. So what they did for Southern kind of, but he said those greens are so small and kind of tabletop that it, it'll be really a challenge. What's interesting about uh, this Hans re- uh, restoration is that, you know, like with Southern Hills or wing foot where he goes in, you know, shut the club down for a year uh, and just do everything. This deal has been going on for like 11 years. I think he was, I mean, even during the 2013 U S open, they'd started the, the restoration. I think it was kind of just a whole by whole deal over the years. Um, yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. What would you guys rather have? Would you rather have a some something always going on for ten years or shut it down for? A year? I'd rather shut it down for a year. Shut it down. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit for the uh, Southern was down what a year and a half burger. Yeah, it was not even that. Maybe a year and a couple months. I think it was like closed in a May, or maybe it closed in August of 2018 and opened in May of 2019. I think it was only like I'd have been less than a year. Um, yeah, but also. You were talking about it depends on what the USGA does. Hopefully, because you know players are going to bitch. If scores are high, like players are going to get upset. And the USGA, hopefully they don't cave and they're just like, you know what, tough it out. But you never know. I guess we'll find out um, Thursday night. Like, no, I don't want them to water the greens. I want it firm. Every video I've watched on it, it looks solid. How low do you think they'll get? I mean, we don't, man, just total guess. But Like winning think? score? Yeah. Probably like, I'm gonna say like minus three. That's that's what I put in your pool. That's that's what I've been kind of going with. Minus three, I think is a gonna be the winning score. It's kind of, I could see maybe someone playing really well and getting to minus six or seven, but I can't imagine more than a couple guys finishing under par. But you never know. Maybe I'm an idiot. I I, I mean I'm I've never been correct on one of those before, so I have no clue. So what what are you like? What type of player are you imagining? winning this deal i mean neither of us have been none of us have been there so it's kind of hard to yeah um i think u.s open you do like all these guys are are really good golf player golfers right like they're also going to be on tour or playing here it definitely mentally though like Brooks kepka it sounds like a cliche when he says it but like you got to be a little different to win one of these things like i the one last year is kind of like hey eh, i don't i've never really considered toy pines that like yeah. that great so, like, I don't put too much stock in it. Like, Rom's really good, but I don't put too much stock in his. So, I don't know. Um, you got to be able to hit the driver, like, slightly above average distance-wise because length does help. We saw that with Bryson, although it was a little different strategy. 
But accuracy, I think, is going to be a little more of a premium off the tee this uh-huh. week. Yeah, Hans might uh, retire if if Bryson does to the country club what he did to Wingfoot a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I and surely that won't happen. But no. you never know. I'd be shocked. Yeah, and then I, I, around I, around the greens too, obviously. See what I'm wondering about around the greens compared to you know Augusta or Southern Hills where everything's pretty shaved down here. It's like. You know, the rough is right up on the green. You have the bunkers or that real thick rough that these guys are going to be hitting ship spots from. Do you think that separates? Do you think that will separate the best player, the best uh, wedge players? Or do you think it kind of evens the field a little bit where they're all playing out of this crap? You're not going to have a good lie. Like, I think that might be a good on normal event, but yeah, a little more difficult here. I think that separates the the good ones from like the good short game players from the bad ones because like, these greens are so small and so undulated that like it's very penal to hit it in the rough near the green or like miss the green. Like I was watching a vlog from no laying up that they got to play out there on media day. And he's like, there's no bailout. Cause you know how sometimes players will try and hit to a bunker, like a green side bunker, knowing they can get down from there. He's like, there's no doing that this week. Like these greens are too small and too sloped uh, to try and bail yourself out to a spot like that. So I think the better wedge game players will will have an advantage. Per, I mean, per usual, right? That's like being able to get up and down and make pars in a U.S. Open, though. It's such an underrated uh, skill to have this week. Yeah, I've got so I've got some interesting interesting trends for U.S. Opens. Um, and shout out to Andy Lack uh, for for these. I got these from his podcast. So all of the last ten winners um, of the U.S. Open have been top thirty in the World Golf Rankings at the time of the win. Seven of the last 10 have been American. Uh, all of the last 10 winners were between 21 and 35. The last 10, all of the last 10 uh, had already posted a top 25 and a U.S. Open before in their career, which that's not really surprising. So, I mean, it, I don't, you wouldn't really expect some U.S. Yeah, Open that, that to, style of golf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight of the last 10 winners had posted a top 10 in one of their last two majors leading up to it. Seven, seven of the last 10 had posted a top 15 in one or both of their last two starts seven of the 10 didn't play the week before. So, I mean, if you're, you know, you're trying to make a bet and you think, you know, you like Rory or JT, that's just something to think about. I, I mean, I don't think Rory winning in Canada is a negative, but that do, might just, you, I mean, we let's kind of get in. So is there your criteria? I mean, if you were looking at trends, does any golfer fit that criteria? Did you like look up um, yeah. who you saw? A little bit. I think I think Morikawa checks most of the boxes. He's top thirty. He's American. He's you know in that age group. He's already posted a top twenty five in U.S. Open. Uh, he's he had a top ten in one of his last two majors at the Masters. Uh, he had not posted a top fifteen in one or both of his last two starts. Um, he didn't play last week, so that checks another box. And then he is so. Oh, the two I didn't mention. Eight of the last 10 were top 15 in driving distance. So he's not in that group. And then eight of the last 10 were top 30 in accuracy off the tee. I think he's top 30 in accuracy. So I think he checked that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things. I think he checked seven of the last nine or seven of those nine boxes. I didn't go like person by person uh, to mm-hmm. see if there was anyone that actually checked them all though. Okay. Before we before we get into who thinks can win or or top tens and all that, any plays we might have. Who's not going to win? Give me a list of guys you think aren't going to win. Clint, I want to hear. Like, I I personally don't think, like, Patrick Cantley's a name that's been getting thrown. Patrick Cantley's not going to win. Yeah, no, 
I agree. I, Patrick Cantley has played horribly in majors. Like looking at his major history is. He's been bad lately, though, too. Just like form wise, he had been great. Okay, guys that won't win. I Bryson, yeah, will not win. Um, so I say we look at like what, like top 10, 15 type players that we don't see. Win. Yeah, let me pull up the odds for uh, who we have and like the the best, the top ten odds wise. And I yeah. can, I bet we can pinpoint. Like Xander's not going to win. I'm I I like Xander. He's awesome in U.S. Opens. I think he has like the past like four U.S. Opens, a top ten in each of or a top seven in the past four, and like strokes gained in U.S. Opens. He's been like near the top, but he's just not like he's not going to win. Xander. I did say this about I said all this about um, whoever or Scotty Scheffler, and he went out and dominated. Remember, I was like, ah, all the numbers are there, blah blah blah. So Rory's the Rory's the favorite. Yeah, you think Rory wins? Uh, I I think he definitely can. I I think he's you know I, I think he's deserved deserved it's deserved. Sorry, I don't know why I stumbled. Uh, like you know his game's in a good spot. He seems motivated. Um, I do think like ten to one is crazy. I mean, I would never bet anyone at that. Yeah, it's not great value. Yeah, um, I don't. Love Rom's the Rom. not. I don't. I don't Rom, love the Rom. Rom's guy. not going to win. No, Rom's that's exactly. Gonna I was going to say Rom. I don't see him winning. That I think guy's not winning. His recent form is bad. I think he's going to get flustered by this course. I mean, yeah. Could we see old school John Rom yelling at everything? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, Scotty's not going to win. What do you think about uh, Cam Smith? Not going to win. I agree. I think, it, like, his, I, I he's think too like inaccurate no off the tee. Yeah. No, yeah. I, he's one of the guys I'll say, no, he's not going to win. And his, if you look at his like non-masters majors it's not like that impressive like he's like the masters is kind of where he makes his bread major wise let's see what his best finishes in the u.s Open. yeah because he can Fantastic. spray it around at augusta um okay I, i'm an idiot t t4 in 2015 in the u.s open but also that was in 2015 yeah no one even knew who he was then <laughs> um let's see he got he missed the cut last year in 2020 he was t38 and in 2019 he was tied for 72nd um, so not like, oh, he missed the cut in 2018. So like not insanely good track record, just one really good finish in 2015, which is, I don't even remember where that one was, but he's not going to win. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick. He won the 20, win. he, Hey, he did win the 2013 USAM. Here. He did, but we all know, I mean, the USAM compared to the, yeah, the no, big boy. but like Matt Fitzpatrick, though. I think he's going to, I think he'll be right in there. But yeah, no, no, exactly. It'll be the typical, he'll probably finish like top 10. Like he, I mean, these conditions are perfect. He loves playing in brutal conditions. He loves the buck. Yeah. yeah. He's tough. I th- also though, like, I don't know what his number is to finish top 10 bet wise, but if I was going to make it on him, it would be that I'm not wasting my money on 28 to one. Would you put Zalatoris in the same category as, as him? As Fitzpatrick? Oh man. Taurus is so funny because like all the stats say he like is a dude. I mean, and he is like in majors, he's like two strokes better than he is in normal tour events. He doesn't have a tour win yet, which I know it's very hard to win on tour, but like, what the hell? Yeah. You expect like this guy to win the U S open. He can't even win like the Valspar. Um, I would honestly, like, I, I think his odds are where they're at because of his numbers and track record in majors, which is like, fine. I have no problem with it. That being said, I don't think he's going to win. I do think he'll be like, a, I'll, I think he'll finish like top 10 or something though. Yeah, his, number is, his number is appropriate because I mean, you know, he'll probably, I mean, history shows he'll probably be in a position to have a chance over the weekend. So I get it, but I'm with you. I, I, who, 
who were you most surprised by their number? I'll tell you mine They're, after you, you say yours. Okay. Um, I was well, there's DJ at 45 to that's, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a little ridiculous. I know he's not playing well, like, but it's, have you seen his track? Record? It's Dustin it's, fucking Johnson. Yeah. Like the guy is a top 10 machine at us opens. Uh, so I think that, is a little off. Uh, Cam Young at forty to one, and he's been playing really, really, really well. But like, really, is Cam Young? Should he be? You know, should he be there? That's another guy. Like Cam Young's really solid. He's not going to win though. Yeah. Um, who, wait, I, who, who are you? Sam Burns, with? and I, I know he's hot. Like his form's really good. That I think when you like, if you look up any of these articles breaking down like the key analytics, like bogey avoidance, total driving like all that kind of stuff for this course. He's a great course fit. Yeah. But Sam Burns at 22 to one, Sam Burns is not going to win the U S open. I, don't, I mean, I could get old takes exposed like super fucking hard for that. And I would love to see Sam Burns win. I just don't think uh, that's got another guy that I would say will not win. And he's a little bit outside of this category or cali- caliber of player that we're looking at, but Corey Connors. Uh, yeah. He's, same sort of deal. He's never, he's never made a cut at the U S open. <laughs> Although I do think actually, this course is kind of a good fit for him. I'm actually on Bovada as we speak, looking at the odds. And Bryson's odds just moved. I don't know if they were up or down. They just he's 80 to 1 now. Um I saw so like a hundred earlier. So he maybe he moved down. I bet there's some money coming on him. I mean at a hundred, that's probably not a, a crazy, a crazy thing to do. Well, do you see the guy that threw away four hundred and fifty dollars on, on Phil? Phil? I think I think he'd win what? Like 200 grand or something like that. What do you think the Boston crowds will, will, uh, how, how do you think they'll treat him? Like, we, I, there will be some booze, I would expect, or, or do you think the overall, I think a little bit of both, some jeers and some cheers. Cause it's like, I saw a video of emptying off and everybody's like, we love you, Phil. Like, and that's a small sample size, obviously, on the Monday afternoon practice round. So I don't know. If he's playing like shit, I bet they'll start dogging him. You know how it is. Like, they'll, they'll get on him a little bit and let him know. But that his press conference on Monday was brutal. He looks like crap. Oh my gosh! I don't know about his, his golfing. I don't even know how he played last week. I didn't really watch much of him or the event, but I watched um, a little bit of it. All that of it, I it was horrible to watch. Like it was. It was. I, you did see a lot of golf shots, though. I will give them that. Mainly because they had yeah. no sponsors to go to commercial to. Yeah, exactly. But it was a lot of golf shots. I didn't even it just seemed. That. I felt dirty watching it, though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not, not a fan of it at all um i'm not gonna dog players for doing it but i'm not a fan it did feel yeah. weird just had a weird vibe to it the whole time yeah, it announcers i've never heard video game looking graphics i literally felt like i was watching someone play like pga 2k like it was yeah it was weird um, um you want to do let's do one pick from inside so from rory to like the guys that are 30 to one or 35 to one, like pick a yeah. guy from there who, who's going to win. I like, well, I bet on Colin. Like if I was just, if I could just pick a winner, like just, if I was just picking a winner, I'd yeah. probably pick, pick or JT. But, yeah. But I'll go with Colin because that's who I actually have money on. I have him at 30 to one, which I think is just pretty insane value considering he's what one, two majors and 10 major starts mm-hmm. has finished in the top. 10 i think at half of his major starts his recent form's not good um his putting has been pretty atrocious i heard he lost the butter cut too it's gone he can't yeah, it, i've heard he can't hit a, a cut anymore 
Yeah, no, I've heard he's, he's, he's been drawing it. But there was weirdly similar talk. He was saying not exactly like drawing versus fading it. He had some weird swing or uh, ball flight issues leading up to that PGA championship at in San Francisco that he won. So I'm not going to – like his overall play indicate, you know what I mean? And that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. shows that he's clearly not hitting as well. But even with this poor play, his approach numbers are still really freaking good. Um, you know, top 10, 15 in the, in the field. Uh, I think the value is there. I think he's one of those guys, like we talked about, that a few guys win majors, you know, so that number of guys that can actually win it is small, and he's definitely one of them. Um, he's at, he's accurate off the tee, which I, I'm really p- placing a lot more premium on accuracy off the tee compared to, to distance just because it is a little bit shorter U.S. Open venue. So I think the, the setup is good. I think U.S. Opens and difficult – uh, putting venues in general kind of also uh, not eliminate, but um, make a difference when it comes to putting. Uh, it tends to, I think, even things out a little bit more. Um, there's no one's going to most likely tear it up because you leave yourself so many like five, 10 footers. So that was one of the things I was looking at was, you know, who's good, um, who's good at, uh, from five to 10 feet and from 10 to 15 feet, because Compared to most events, you're going to have a lot of those. And I think he's pretty solid um, from both those ranges despite his overall putting woes. So I, it's more of a value play than anything. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the cup. But also, if he's in it, you know, going into the weekend, uh, I would be, uh, I would love to be on call in there. In that bracket, I really, really, really like Shane Lowry. Yeah. Um, major winner. He's done it. I think he's got a decent track record in U.S. Opens, but he's in the top 25 in total driving, top three in bogey avoidance. I think he's third. Yeah, And then also in stroke scanned approach, he's top 15. So, like, the dude hits the ball really, really well. I love that. I'm uh, Yeah, I have uh, – so I've got my uh, Morikawa outright winner, but I have a top five on Shane I Lowry. like that. I like that. What one. were the odds on that? That's really uh, good odds. Yeah, I like six to one. Like. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like, I love that play. Uh, yeah, I'm showing him so in the last 50 rounds. Um, he's fourth in approach. It's like the best approach numbers he's had of his career. Like he's for, I'm showing it first in bogey avoidance over the last 50 rounds, second in proximity from 175 to 200. And Which I think is gonna, huge. Like, yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. So I, I'm with you there. I think he's, uh, I think that's a great play. Um, I have another question, then we can get to some picks. Um, who wins? I don't, I don't even know if this is a three ball matchup you can you can wager on. I'm just curious. Who who are you picking out of this group? Davis Riley, Taylor Gooch, Mito Pereira. Who finishes ahead of who? Um, I love Mito after Sunday. I like Mito. Mito's a solid. He's he's a flusher, man. He hits the ball really well with his irons. I mean, he's he's on a bit of a heater. His the numbers back him up. Uh, our boy Big King Golf, he, he's on Mito. So, uh, shout out to shout out to B, BKG. <laughs> uh, Gooch, though, uh, I think he's a solid fit for this course, though. He's really he's a really solid. So. But I I mean, like he's another guy like that live stuff. It's different for him because like his legacy is not really defined. You know, he's just like a guy. He's just a guy on tour. So it's it, to me, it's a that he went over there versus like a Phil. Yeah. Cause like he, you could argue he needs the money. Like right. Not really when he's made 30 million career earnings, but like compared to the other people that went over there, yeah, it makes no, more sense. 
it makes sense. And you've got to think, I mean, the majors are always, you know, the biggest event for all these guys, but it probably means a little more for him now, you know? Like, yeah. It's not to go be, be the heel, I think it's like, would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of heels, Patrick Reed, do not, <laughs> don't sleep on PE this week. I kind <laughs> of agree with you. He switched, uh, didn't he switch drivers and he's been playing better? Yeah. And then speaking of switching drivers, I hate to keep going. And this can kind of segue. I'll give my first pick. Brooks Kepka has ditched the Strixon driver, ditched the Strixon golf ball. Rumors he's playing his TaylorMade M5, which he won the U.S. Open with and the PGA with. And he's back to playing a 2017 Pro V1 Titleist golf ball. Kind of a big deal. Like, and I think he's got a little bit, who knows how much that guy's been practicing because, like, we don't see him play. And he's not the kind of guy that's ever going to post anything. He just got married. But my first pick at forty to one is is Brooks Kepka. I'm I'm on Brooks too at forty to one. He's and he's Brooks Kepka, man. It's like the, the he's been beat by four people in the past four U.S. Opens. Yeah, no, uh, last four winner, winner, second place, fourth place. Like that's, that's insane. Ridiculous. That's all I need to see. That's yeah. all I need yeah. to see. Like the guy's gonna bring it. He's a gamer. I don't really love him. Like I think he's kind of an ass, but he brings it. And like he has that mental toughness that I think you need to win one of these things. So. Had to go with Brooks at forty to one. Yeah, I that's, I have that same that same number on him. Uh, I, I love that play. Uh, another guy in that same I put in that same D, or that same Brooks ca- category is, and this is a gut feel. Like I kind of get it, like why people would want to avoid him. But I like DJ. Like yeah, I want guys that I see. I like betting on guys that come Sunday if they're there are actually going to win. Like you know, I took kind of the opposite approach to the PGA to Zalatoris guys like that, which. I'm not complaining about my Zalatoris pick. I think that was a pretty solid play. But, like, you know, if I'm if I have a playoff with DJ, 45 to one, you know, I'll take my chances. You know, if he can get if he can get to the the end, I think he's. I could also see him and Brooks both like missing the cut, I guess. But um, no, Brooks, Brooks, he'll make the cut. I I know it. He'll will himself to the cut line. Uh, who he's else gonna get on? bored out there? I am uh yeah, he said he gets bored what holes like ten like through fifteen every something round or something like, like that. Yeah. Like uh, the majority of the round, he's just bored <laughs> and thinks it's painful. Um obligatory Jordan Spieth bet twenty-five to one outright. All my plays are outright winners. I I don't really I mean I I think I might make a Shane Lowry top five play. It's just for me, those like top five, top ten plays, it has to be pretty good value. Yeah. Because um, no, uh, most I, of the time most of the time the numbers are pretty low. Yeah, I, I hardly ever uh, this is my first top five play I made all season, I think, was this Lowry deal. Um, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, I have four outright winners. Tommy Fleetwood, 55 to one. He's he playing shows up, he shows up, he's playing a well. lot fucking better and he shows up in US Opens. Yeah, he he's uh, just got to get the flat stick going, which I think it has been. I could be wrong on that, but he, he ended, he backdoored what, like a top six or eight finish at Southern Hills? Yeah, he did. Yeah, fifth. He got fifth. Yeah, that was another is. stat I had. The winner of the U.S. Open has been – or the winner of the U.S. Open has been top 20 in the previous year's ma- – like in that ma- in the previous major that year. So, I yeah, he's Bryson playing, won maybe, but yeah, he's good. He's had five top 20s since early March. So, yeah, it seems he's kind of – after last year was not his best, but uh, and, it seems he's getting – and what's his U.S. Open rec- history, right? He had the. It's it's good. Hang on. Let yeah, me pull him he's up. got a he's got a second place in eighteen and a fourth place in twenty seventeen. Works for me. Yeah, those are at two tough courses too. When those are Shinnecock and Aaron Hills, or not? Yeah. Not Aaron uh, Hills, but Shinnecock, Shinnecock and, uh, and Oakmont. 
maybe? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Aaron, uh, no, Aaron 2018 Hills. was yeah, 2018 was Shinnecock and 17 then, was uh Aaron Aaron Hills. Um and then my last play, we talk about a live hero stepping up. There's no better man. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed 100 to 1. He can he's really like good at value. chipping the he's really yeah. good at chipping the golf ball like He's just such an ass. Like he's gonna feed in. If the crowd starts getting on him, that might make him play oddly better. Oh, and he, he already gets to wear get the live ripped. mask, dude. He's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome though. Like he's he's just a, he's a good golfer though. Unfortunately, is yeah. awful yeah. as him and his wife are. Um, he's really solid. But that's all I have. I think I might also bet Sung J M, like top Asian player over Hideki. We are. Hey, we are. We are in lockstep. I'm on Sung yeah. J. Sanjay is a baller. I pick. I think I picked him in one of the pools. Uh, the numbers back him up, and he's he's been really hot. He probably would have done well at the PGA, but he couldn't play because of a yeah. COVID scare. I think. Yeah, no, that's my my last play is, is Sanjay. Uh, I mean, op, kind of the opposite of like Brooks and DJ, where it was more gut feel. Like these guys, you know, like will probably if they're in it, will play well. Uh, Sanjay was just more like I ran my formula, and he came out like seventh in the deal, which yeah. was surprising. I mean, his just overall game has been insane. He's sixth. So this is off of the last 50 round, 50 rounds. So he's sixth uh, in the field in Tita Green. Uh, he's 15th in uh, short game. He's second uh, around the greens. And his putting's middle of the pack. So, I mean, like, and he's over his game lately. He's been good. I think he's finished here, like, top. I don't think he's missed a cut this year. No, he's had one miscut, but so far in 2022, he has an 11th place at the Amex, a sixth place at the Farmers, uh, a eighth at the Masters, a tenth at the Memorial. So, uh, and only one miscut, like pretty solid uh, game. The concern there is like he just not actually finished the job before, um, at least at a major. At the what does he have? One career win, I think. Yeah, he's not going to win, but it's fun to bet on him. Like, yeah, he, he could. I mean, he, I guess he could. He won't, but he could. He's kind of a hot pick this week. I think the numbers. Yeah, which of... I, I don't ever like being like on no. the hot pick. That's why I'm kind of off Fitzpatrick because everybody's like, oh, he won the USAM here, which like he did. He does love the shitty conditions. Like he plays really well and he's just hitting the ball really well right now. But for all those reasons, I don't, I, I don't want to pick him. Yeah, that's. I was not going to bet on Sun Sung Jay because of him being like the hot pick, but I happened to get a fifty to one on him, and he's like dropped to 30, 35 most places. So when I saw the fifty, I was like, "Well, might as well." So, yeah, those are my four plays: Colin uh, Brooks, DJ Sung Jay, and then that top five on Lowry. So I'm glad to hear we're on the similar similar page here. Hopefully, we can get a winner. Clint, you you make you on anyone yet? I'm not. Uh thinking about it i like rory but i'm not anyone on anyone at the moment i do want to ask if people are listening to this after the tournament starts and the odds have changed what do you guys look for thursday friday saturday night is it who's hitting their irons well who's putting well i look at i look at who's putting the worst that's i go to like you can get a data golf and look you can i don't even look after the rounds like that website yeah and i'll just go see who had the worst putting performance and see which of those guys that are putting the worst is in the best position because most likely it means their approach numbers are insane. Um, because putting's like the most, you can't really predict putting like you can this like approach off the tee. It's pretty much like you can kind of know what you're going to expect. 
but putting is just all over the place outside of the very best putters in the world. So that, that's my, my main thing is if they're putting poorly, but still playing pretty well and hitting the ball well, still in contention um, at some point, usually that uh, will we'll switch and they'll start putting better. So that's what I'm looking for. Thing. I want it from. You're kind of breaking up. Who, who, who wins? Straight up. If I just who wins? Gun to head. Yep. JT back to back. What would you say? Dang it! I'm muted. Really, my bad. My <laughs> bad, folks. There he is. Clint, who wins? Yeah, I, I'm going with Roy too. He, I just. Throughout the media and stuff this week, he's just kind of has a little glow to him. I don't know. Under my Kepka wins. Okay, I hope. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, as do I. Play out for me. All right, really. I'm muting you. (laughs) I'm letting Parker wrap this up. Yeah, if that happens, uh, if if Kepka wins, Ruli and I will both be in a very, very good mood uh, for for next week's episode. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all we've got. Uh, just a quick little U S open preview hope, you know, if you're on the fence about wanting to make some plays, maybe this will help. Uh, no guarantees. I'm not in the business of handing out locks, especially in golf. Anything can happen. Uh, watch, you know, the guys we said will not win. will probably end up uh, finishing the top. So, uh, hope, uh, this was insightful though. Uh, as always, uh, follow us on Twitter at fifth year podcast on Instagram at the fifth year podcast. We really appreciate our loyal listeners. So if you want to like, rate, subscribe, share our content on social media, we really appreciate all, all of that. Uh, and I hope everyone has a great weekend watching some uh, major championship golf. Also, congrats to the Oklahoma Sooners on making it to Omaha. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you. They're going to beat, they're going to beat A&M in the, in the first game. Just watch. Hey, when I A&M, that tweet really too. That's not me trying to mush the Sooners on purpose. Like they're, I genuinely think they're going to win the first game. I don't well, know about it all, but they can definitely win it all. Well, getting AM away from College Station, we'll, we'll see how good they really are. Shout Hopefully, some Jake OU Bennett fans actually make the trip. Hopefully, OU fans make the trip up, but we'll see. I, I think they. I think I might end up going next week if we can win a game or two. All right. See you. Uh, see you soon, folks. Peace. Peace.